Welcome to the Hidden Acres Podcast, coming to you from Hidden Acres Christian Center in Dayton, Iowa. We're your hosts, Eric Smith and Taylor Muggy, and we're happy to bring you the chapel messages from our 2021 Women's Retreat, which was September 17th through 19th. Mm, it was a great time. Over 250 women were here. They had an amazing time, from what I heard. Yeah, they learned a lot, they, they grew a lot, and had lots of fun. That's why I, I heard you. from every single one of them, they had an amazing, amazing experience. Uh, the speaker this year was Molly Sanborn, a.k.a. The Cheeseball Chick. The Cheeseball Chick. To find her on social media, just search for The Cheeseball Chick. There's only one. Cheeseball Chick on, I think she says she's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Wow. All, all over the place. YouTube. So search for Cheeseball Chick. And actually, there will be an interview with her released later. I think next week. Nice. We'll release you that. sat down and talked to her. She was after great. After the weekend. She was so weekend. good. That's awesome. So we're actually releasing all four messages of hers today. Cool. So if you weren't here at Women's Retreat, enjoy these messages. And feel free to share them with your friends. This is message number one. It was on Friday night. Enjoy. And who is new? Show me your enthusiasm. Just this year. Yay. That is super exciting. That is awesome. Well, my name is Molly. I'm also known as the Cheeseball Chick. I'm leaving now. Just kidding. Okay. I got to get this. Here we go. But honestly, actually, don't, no, we don't, see, now you just told them you forgot. They didn't need to know that you were supposed to do this, Maggie. They didn't need to know, but it's okay. You have three more chances. All right. Um, but actually, you can help me with this. Though, speaking of leaving, can you lower that for me? Because that's beyond my abilities. Is it down there? I won't tell you. You're, I just gave her a job, and I'm trying to tell her what to do. Are we not so good at that, women? Like, you tell your kids what to do, and then you do it for them. No, let's go, like, right there we go. Yeah. So speaking of leaving, though, I, I felt like we could leave after worship, like, really go home, and we would, like, have what we needed. Like, that was incredible. And, and I loved I just loved standing in the back and listening to you worship. So I'm super excited to be here. There's a lot of new people. So you oldies, I need to tell the cheese ball story, right? Is that okay? Like maybe you forgot some of it. So I'm just going to tell you guys why I have cheese balls on my back. So um, I was speaking at a youth event in Virginia. Now this is going to make it sound really like old it is. I've been doing this since 2008, wearing cheese balls on my back. That is a long time. So I was speaking at a youth event in Virginia and I was given a container of cheese balls as a gift. And I had to bring them back to Minnesota where I lived. So they wouldn't fit in my luggage. So I had to carry them through the Virginia Beach Airport. So you guys can picture me walking through the airport with a container of cheese balls tucked under my arm. There was no backpack or dispenser that was yet to come. And so I'm just minding my own business, walking along, wheeling my luggage. And it did not take long for me to realize that everyone was staring at me. Right? I mean, because it's kind of like random to see a girl with a large container of cheese balls. Then I noticed they weren't only staring at me, they were laughing at me. So, I mean, I'm an extrovert, but I was a little bit like, what is my fly down? Am I trailing toilet paper? Is there lettuce in my teeth? Why are you laughing at me? Then I get to the security checkpoint, and you have to put everything you own in the x-ray machine down the conveyor belt, right? So my backpack goes in my laptop, and then my cheese balls go in their own bin down the x-ray machine, and they get stopped by the security guard who's looking at the screen trying to figure out what this giant container of balls is as he looks on the screen, and they come out the other side, and he calls over the other security guards. Now there are eight security guards surrounding my cheese balls. And I'm thinking, well, it was fun while it lasted, but you know what? It, they're not going to let me take these on the plane. Oh, no, they let me take them on the plane. They just were laughing and smiling and wanted to know why I had cheese balls. So everywhere I went in the airport, it was like a party. It was awesome. Then I get on the plane, ladies, and I am sitting in my seat, holding my cheese balls, minding my own business. <laughs> and over the intercom for the entire plane to hear, the flight attendant says, ladies and gentlemen, if any of you are hungry, there's a cheese ball lady with snacks in aisle 9D. <laughs> right? And everyone's looking around for the woman with snacks. And I'm like, hey, that's me. He announces me not once, not twice, but three times throughout the flight. I am now everyone's best friends because I have snacks. So then I get to Chicago O'Hare for my connecting flight. And I'm like, 
miles, because it's a big airport, I am miles removed from my flight to get to the next flight. And there's people who are like saying hi to me that I don't recognize, but they recognize me because I'm the girl with cheese balls. They're like, hey, cheese ball lady, I was on your flight. I'm like, hey, you want a cheese ball? <laughs> and actually, while in the Chicago O'Hare airport, I met a young woman because of the cheese balls, it was the conversation starter, that led to a significant spiritual conversation. And I went home and I told my friends and family the story, it's a story about how cheese balls brought the world together and made everyone smile. And one of my friends said, you should carry cheese balls around and you should just see how God uses it and you know, just do your thing. I'm like, okay, that's a little awkward. Like, hey, do you want cheese balls? Like. You know, what about eating, you know, not eating from strangers? I don't know, but I'm not one to turn down a dare, but I knew I needed to be hands-free in life, right? So I decided I would make a duct tape backpack, and this is my upgrade, because uh, someone at the Minnesota State Fair saw my duct tape. They said, oh, we need to upgrade you, lady, so they made me one. But anyways, originally I had a duct tape backpack, and I put the cheese balls in it, and I wore it to the mall, just near my house in Roseville, Minnesota, and I walked around the mall, and it was like kind of weird, cause like, what do you, you know, when you have snacks on your back, like, what do you do? Like, you just walk around, I guess, like it's normal. And it is amazing, people will flock to you when you have food. Now, this was pre-COVID, okay? COVID sort of put a little bit of a damper in it for a while, but you know what? I just recently wore them to Costco, and like three employees came up and ate my cheese balls. So we're still, we're still ticking here, even with COVID is not gonna take the cheese balls down, okay? Amen. <laughs> so I wore it to the mall. There was no dispenser at the time, though. So when people come up to me and say, why do you have cheese balls? I'd say, oh, just to make you smile. Would you like one? And then I would take the lid off, and they'd be like, oh, no thanks. But that's cute. I'm like, okay. So I went home and told my brother, who lived in the apartment next to me, I said, we got to make a way for people to easily eat these cheese balls germ-free. So we went to Home Depot, and we are in the PVC pipe section. I'm holding my cheese balls. We're literally scratching our heads, not because we have lice, okay, but because we're like thinking, right? And Jim in the orange apron, because right, if you work at Home Depot, your name has to be Jim and you have to have a beard. So that was him. And he came up and he said, how can I help you? And I said, oh, Jim, we need to make a cheese ball dispenser. So my brother Andy, who was a law student at the time, me, who was in my mid-20s, not 13, okay? If you're thinking that's how old I was. No, I was like a grown adult doing this. And I still am a grown adult, contrary to what you may be thinking right now. Anyway, I... <laughs> In the PVC pipe section, Jim, my brother, and myself put our heads together and we came up with a sanitary dispensing system. Now, I see my kids just walked in the door. Tal or Poppy, would you like to demonstrate? Tal, come on down, give them a round of applause. Yay! Hi, I haven't seen you for like half an hour. Let's hug. Okay, oh, and you're wearing the perfect color. That's perfect, so when you eat your cheese balls, you can wipe it right there. So this is my son, Tal. Tal is spelled T-A-L. He's named after the angel in Frank Peretti's book, This Present Darkness, who leads God's people into, yeah, these ladies like your name, that's cool. And then my daughter, Poppy, in the back, who's not quite as extroverted as her brother. All right, so put your hands out. This is how you guys are gonna get cheese balls from me. Put it out here so they can see you, honey. And then you hope for as many as possible. Oh, two, that's good. Now let them hear the crunch. Oh yeah, okay, you can sit here. Here, bring some, bring some for your sister. There you go. Okay, thank you, Tal. <laughs> so, so I made this sanitary dispensing system where the lid can stay sealed. So I make a hole in the bottom in my own special secret fancy way. And I screw this onto each new container. This is container 170. Yeah, and um, and I've been to 33 states and seven countries with my cheese balls. And uh, one of the places that was really fun, it's a picture that without me trying to make it happen, the picture has gone viral. Oh no, not that one. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, well, this is actually kind of fun too. I'll tell you about that. So do you guys know the TV show Wipeout? Has anyone seen that before? Okay, yeah. It, it was horrible. It was terrible. <laughs> I can't remember most of it because I got about 65 concussions. But anyways. <laughs> I was on the TV show Wipeout, where you compete for $50,000 on the worst possible obstacle course you could ever imagine. Should be called a torture machine. Signed 45 pages of paperwork signing my life away. That should have given me a hint. Anyways, uh, that's me describing the cheese balls to Jill. They called me the cheese ball molly. That's me going across the big balls. Would you guys like to see eight seconds of the worst time of my life ever? Okay. <laughs> All right, enjoy my pain. So we'll have to have the volume for this one. Is it in, guys? Not yet? 
Or wait, this is so suspenseful. <laughs> Turn to the person next to you say, does she survive or does she die? <laughs> what do you think? Okay, here we go. Yeah, that hurt a lot. See why I don't remember it and I don't like it? So maybe you didn't hear all the commentary through the ooh, ah, ooh. But they, uh, they said they landed one right on her cheese head. No, I'm not from Wisconsin. Then they said that can't be Gouda. And then when I did not make it to, this, to the third round, I made it into the second round. When I didn't advance to the third, third round, they said, sorry, cheese ball, it's just nacho day. So <laughs> anyway, I think that the next picture is, um, let's see, I'm trying to advance here. Would you scoot that along for whatever reason it's not advancing for me? Is it the uh, fireman picture by chance? Okay, we'll try that. Turn to the person next to you, say, what picture will it be? Oh, not that one, okay, <laughs> whatever. All right, we'll just transition right from cheese balls to keep your pants on, okay, so. Uh, there was another picture that I thought was in there of me handing cheese balls out to a fireman. And I have got some really nasty comments online because people, and there's a house burning down behind us. Okay, right? Because they're like, oh my word, that insensitive woman is distracting the fireman from saving lives. No, it was a practice burn. They lit a house on fire on purpose. I was providing snacks, okay? Anyway, uh, besides doing cheese balls, I, I uh, also am a speaker. Here I am, right? I'm a speaker. I got my start in speaking when I was 22 years old, speaking to teenagers, particularly on the topic of sex, and my most requested talk for teenagers is called Keep Your Pants On. So last year, for the women that were here, I remembered to bring one of my glow-in-the-dark keep-your-pants-on shirts, and I forgot to bring a shirt, but I do have a sticker, so I'm wondering if anyone feels like they need one for your teenager right now. Okay, all right, you, yeah, come on down. I'm just gonna, I don't want to poke anyone's eyes out, okay. I'm gonna put that right there. So I speak on that topic, and then I met my husband, and there he is, isn't he so cute? You can wave to him in the back, actually, right there. There's Craig. Craig. Uh, and Craig was already speaking. So I was speaking. He was speaking. speaking. God brought us together. And then we get to, and he's a youth pastor, so it's really fun to be able to speak and minister together. I forgot to wear one of my favorite shirts tonight. It um, says, uh, I love Craig. The shirt that I really want to make, though, is going to say number one on Craigslist. Craigslist. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Um, We've been married for, thank you. We've been married for a little over 12 years and on our 10 year anniversary, oh, I make him smile. Literally, get it? Okay. On our 12 year anniversary, I squeezed into my wedding dress. It didn't even zip the whole way. <laughs> and Craig, of course, you know, like most guys don't love getting dressed up. So I made a bargain with him and I said, how about I let you wear your Pac-Man suit that I got you for Christmas? And so all those little dots, those are little Pac-Men. And, um, and the cloud, you see the storm behind us? I am begging the Lord. Ladies, I am like on my knees, almost, but I, it was like awkward. So I'm praying that it does not rain because when else do we both get dressed up? Like I don't, I only dress up when I speak. Like really, I'm always in like sweatpants and a t-shirt and he does not wear a suit. So like we have to have good pictures and my friend was taking them for free and so I'm begging the Lord, please don't let it rain. But God's ways are not our ways. His plans are not our plans. Isaiah 55 says. And so God said, you know what? If it rained, it'd be cuter pictures. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, who gets pictures in their wedding dress dancing in the rain? I do! Yay! <laughs> and this is sort of explains our person. <laughs> that just sums up our marriage right there. That's all you need to know. I do dumb stuff and he just rolls his eyes at me. So... I'm the extrovert, he's the introvert. Some really exciting news though. Um, we just got invited to the speaker team for Family Life Weekend to Remember Marriage Conferences. So yes, that's so exciting. So it sounds like maybe some of you have been. Who's been to a weekend to remember before? Okay, if you're married and you haven't been, sign up. There's a chance we might be there. So we'll be doing two weekends in the fall and two in the spring. We have to send our dates in on when we're available, but they don't say where you get to go. They ask all of their 50 speakers, like, when's your blackout dates? When can you go? And then they plug you in. And Craig and I are fervently praying that the dates we can go are 
when they go to Hawaii and when they go on the like special weekend to remember cruise. So yeah, that's super exciting. And uh, then we do have two kids. You saw, you met Tal and I homeschool them. And I just thought I'd show off. They both got 100% on their spelling test this last week. So they're pretty excited about that. <laughs> Actually, you know, it is homeschool, but we rarely do school at home. So we've recently built Reason a tree fort. 1,562 of why we love to homeschool. We're doing a read aloud right now in a hammock in the tree fort. What do you think, Cal? This is a good... <laughs> so I forgot there'd be a video there. We recently built a tree fort, so we like to do school in the tree fort. And actually this last week, we did school in Ikea. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, they have all the desks and the couches, so why not? We actually <laughs> really did. It was perfect. And um, then since those of you who met me last year, there is something new in my life. I actually, I think it's a midlife crisis, I'm going to be honest. I'm turning 40 in less than a month. And I think subconsciously, I feel like I just need to somehow hold on to my youth. And so I am a ninja, actually. Not, not that kind of ninja, but the American Ninja Warrior kind of ninja. I mean, I'm not gonna, I don't think I'm gonna be on the show. My kids probably will, they're pretty amazing. But uh, here's a few little clips. There's no sound, but you can see just a little bit of what I'm doing here. <laughs> So I've been doing that with my kids for a year now, and uh, they actually begged me a year ago to try it with them, and I said, this body cannot hang and swing like you do. But ladies, let me tell you, if you work at it, like I really believe that most of you could do it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You put your mind to it. I mean, I'm, I'm floored by really how far that I've come, but I never thought that I could do it. So that's just a little plug. If you feel called to do something like that, go for it. I will support you, okay? Yeah, so, so this weekend's theme, does anyone know what it is? Have you been paying attention? I thought you were all just saying, shh, like stop talking, Molly. Are we done? Have you heard enough? Okay, so it is what? Say it. It's shine. All right, I want you to turn to the people next to you, even if you don't know them. If you don't know the person sitting next to you, get to know them. Ask them their, your name, their name. Well, don't, if they don't, they won't know your name, so say what is your, anyways. And I would like you just to chit chat about um, your favorite sources of light, your favorite sources of light, and then even just kind of brainstorm all the sources you can think of. Ready, go. All right, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. <clears throat> All right, so either, either there are a lot of sources of light or you guys just like to talk because like, woohoo, I like it. We're women, we're getting together. I, I love, love listening to you now. I would like to hear, and the rest of you, just shout out maybe well you know raise your hand and i'll point at you what are your yes back there yeah the sun and the moon Ooh, that's good yes the st 
stars of the country. Out in the country. Yes, you can see them better. Yes, absolutely, yes. Fire! Yeah, you just stole a lot of people's, yes. What is it? Christmas lights, yes. What? Wait a second. We have a really fuzzy heart moment right now. You're Deb, because I met you, and your friend is Deb, because I met her, and Deb just said about uh, Deb number two, she said, she's my favorite source of light. Oh, Oh, we're going really deep here. I like that. Okay. Grandchildren. Oh, come on, guys. You're like off the, you're like, now we're heading somewhere else. No, that's great. They are, they are, they are light. Yeah. Lightning bugs. Okay, did you know, did you maybe, did you know that I I don't, I grew up like not killing bugs because I just, I don't know, I I like all creatures except the ones I don't. But (laughs) lightning bugs, if you squish them and then you rub it and then you'll glow, I know, is that okay? I don't know. I mean, why? (laughs) Like, okay. Like, why would God have made them, right? I mean, and then, okay, yes, yes. Fireworks, yes. Yes, okay, one more. Candles, one more over here. Flashlights, love it. Okay, I bet some of you guys said lamps, fire pit, fireplace, flashlight, candles, birthday candles, fairy twinkle lights, disco lights, come on, my dancers. Chandeliers, patio lights, shooting stars, comets, sparklers, glow sticks, like so many things. Now I'm gonna quiz you ladies and we're kind of, you kind of already have a big hint because our theme is shine, but do you know what the first words ever spoken were? Let there be light. light. Right here in Genesis, let there be light. And don't you love that God made light and that he made it so fun and so beautiful from lightning bugs to candles to fire that that can be contained and put on torches and and lamps and God is just so creative. And so, but nobody said what even my PowerPoint like skipped ahead to. Come on, ladies. What is another source of light? God's word, that's right. God's word is a source of light. We know that from Psalm 119, 105, that God's word guides us when it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. So I see some of you are already hot on the trot. Good job. If you're a note taker, that is the first point. God's word guides us. I'm going to stare I'm going to share 3 Gs with you tonight if you need to know how much space to leave. God's word guides us. This makes me think of is it Amy Grant? Yeah. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I don't know if I know the rest. Help me out. Nothing will I fear as long as you are near. Please be me to the end. Okay, let's be done. Good job. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. God's word is like a lamp to our feet. I'm all about visual aids. So do you know what? This is kind of sketchy, you guys. I found this headlamp along the side of the Mississippi River, (laughs) along with some like discarded clothing and other things. I didn't take the clothes, but this is a pretty high powered lamp, don't you think? It's shining right there. But you know, uh, now Hidden Acres doesn't have do, they, do you have cabins, or are you like all in kind of an inn? They're an inn. Okay, so let's pretend you're at a different camp where you have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night to the outhouse or something like that, because not every camp is as awesome as Hidden Acres. Just saying, okay? You guys are spoiled. But, you know, you, you, you have to get out of bed. You can't see anything, and, and, you know, you thankfully have a headlamp that lights the way that shows you where to go so that you can make it to the potty in time, hopefully. And that is what God's word, whoa, strobe light. 
That's what God's word is for our life. It may or may not help you get to the bathroom in time, but God's word has the answers for the decisions that you face. And think about that. Like right now, in this moment, in this chapter of your life, just think about what decisions are you faced with? What decisions are you wondering about right now? Because I sure am. (laughs) I have a lot. My most common decision and dilemma is every day, actually, what's for dinner? (laughs) Anyone with me? Okay, now, this is not a cookbook. I wish it was, but it does have principles that will guide me in my food decisions. For example, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, according to 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. There's many verses in Proverbs about self-control and not being a glutton, so I guess the Bible's telling me not to have pizza and macaroni and cheese every night for dinner. I wish it was, though, because that's my specialty. I can really make a good frozen pizza. (laughs) Okay, a little bit bit more joking here, um, because I found this verse, and I thought it was so great. Proverbs 25, 16 says, if you find honey, now I know there's some honey ladies that I don't think they're here tonight. If you are, raise your hands. Okay, they sell honey at a farm nearby. They brought me honey last year. It was super delicious. So this verse is for them and for me because I have their honey. If you find honey, eat just enough, not too much of it, and you will vomit. (laughs) Okay, like the Bible is super practical, really. (laughs) But that's not exactly what I'm talking about. How about questions like when a new Netflix show pops up in your queue and they suggest, they think that it would be a really good show for you or Amazon because they seem to have a handle on what we should watch, right? When that show comes up or that friend tells you about that book and you're not totally sure, you read the back, you read the synopsis, does this book have anything to say about it? This book has everything to say about it. Philippians 4, 8. Some of you know that by heart. Finally, brothers or sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. There's so many principles in this book that will guide us in decisions on what we allow our eyes to see and what we allow our ears to hear. Okay, where are my single ladies? Single ladies, single ladies. All right, single ladies. Single ladies, one of your biggest questions probably will be, who should I marry if I'm going to get married? Well, you know, you could pop this book open right here and say, Matthew! (laughs) Or maybe you land on Mark. Or maybe Luke. Or maybe John. Or Judas. No, not him. Not him. Okay. Don't, 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 don't use God's word that way, all right? But, but you want to know the qualities of a godly man? This book will tell you, right? Can I get an amen? How about, does he have the fruit of the Spirit? Say it with me. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Ooh, that's a good man right there if you can find one. Hold on to him. This book will guide you to people of character, whether it's looking for a husband or it's who you spend your time with, a friend. uh, This book has the answers. It will guide you like a light. And then the question could also be, well, does he love me? When I speak to teenagers, ooh, this this is a hot button right here because I have girls come up to me and say, well, he told me he loved me. And then we did XYZ. I'm like, oh, no, honey, no, 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 no. Like, does he love you? How do you know? One girl in a public school, I gave my, gave my keep your pants on talk, and this young woman wrote me an email, and she said, how do you know what love is? Like, how do I know if he loves me? What do you think I said? Oh, keep his pants on. <laughs> That was part of it, okay? If he loves you, he'll respect you. If he loves you, he'll wait. Yes. But you know what, ladies? This girl, now she's on my turf, okay? She emailed me. I'm not in a public school. I'm going to give her this. But I didn't say it was from the Bible, but I wrote out 1 Corinthians 13 for her. I said, well, he'll be patient. He'll be kind, not envious, not boastful, not proud. He's not rude. He's not self-seeking. So it's not all about what he can get from you, but what he can give, because actually it also says, I believe, where is it, that love, according to John 15, 13, is that a man lays down his life for his friend. 
So love is the opposite of taking, it's all about giving. And so I, I wrote her the definition of 1 Corinthians 13 and she wrote me back, she's like, wow, that is so beautiful. <laughs> I was like, yup, I didn't write it and I told her where to find it. But for real, this book will guide you in the questions that you have. Should I send this text? Should I post this on Instagram or Facebook? Should I say this to my friend, yell this at my kids? or my husband or the driver next to me. <laughs> Proverbs 15.1 has the answer. A gentle answer turns away wrath. Oh, but it is so much easier to give a harsh answer. <sighs> okay, I'm just vulnerable time, okay? Vulnerable time. Wasn't planning to say this. Shoot, it must be the Lord. Because <sighs> I don't want to lay in bed tonight and be like, the Lord be like, I told you to tell them that. Yeah, I know. Real life. Okay, so my son, um, I love him, but you know, I feel like all day long I am saying, okay, you know how it goes, you start, I really think I start patient, like, Tal, please put the cat down, Tal, do not swing the cat by its tail, Tal, 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 like, I mean, I don't get that loud, I'm being dramatic for you guys, but my voice gets, it, it raises, right, like I'm trying to get his attention, so the other day my daughter was blowing up a balloon and my son runs by and just smack sit out of her mouth and we're both startled she's crying and I I say really it was probably like tell what are you doing I mean I don't consider that yelling <laughs> I in our family we we say a firm voice <laughs> that makes me feel better <laughs> that a mom used a firm voice and my son goes into his room and he crawls into bed and he says mom it scares me when you use a firm voice come on now I'm like feeling like I'm a terrible mother and uh, and so my son and I talked it out I said honey I I'm not a perfect mom I said I I admit that sometimes maybe I raise my voice a little more than I should but tell I really I feel like I say your name a lot and and that there's a lot I said my goal as a mom Tal I said do you know what it is and he said no I said my goal is to raise you to be a young man who makes really good decisions and who loves Jesus and I said I mean how do I do that like I really said I said how do I do that then he said maybe he said maybe instead of raising your voice you can just give me a consequence right away <laughs> like okay yes Let's do it. And then my daughter says, but mom, like you won't do that to me, right? Because I listen. <laughs> uh, so in all, in all humility, I guess I'm sharing with you that I, I really need this book on a daily basis because I need to remember right now that probably what my son needs is a gentle answer and to discipline him. The Bible talks about disciplining those we love, right? And I think for me personally, if I'm just, this was not in my notes at all, come on, someone needs this. Maybe I just do confession time. I think that for me, it's, it's a lot easier just to respond in the moment. Tell, stop it, don't do that, come on, what are you thinking? Versus like taking time to actually ask the Lord, God, what does Tal need right now? Give me what I need and help me to be what Tal needs right now and to take time and then to give him the consequence or the redirection that he needs. That's really like what he told me is really good parenting. That, I mean, right, isn't it? Like, that's what I've wanted to do. And um, so you pray for me, please, okay? <laughs> and for my son. But back to this, this book has what we need. It guides us in our decisions. So also Proverbs 16, 28, speaking of just speaking, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. I think I'm going to say that again because we're a big old group of ladies and we can be okay at gossiping, which is not okay. Gossip separates the best of friends. So this book will help you decide if you really need to send that text or say that to your friend. Sometimes, ladies... We use prayer requests as an opportunity to just gossip. And we just gotta be better at that. I know I have in the past, and I've had to confess about that. But this book, it will guide you. So check it out. So have you ever received bad news before? It's not fun. A troubling text, a negative note, an angry email, a letter, full of lies, 
Up until two months ago, I'd never experienced a four-page letter full of accusations and lies, oh, but it rocked me. My husband happened to be out of town on a mission trip, and so I received a letter that just literally brought me to my knees. I mean, I felt sick to my stomach. I thought I might throw up. I knew that it was lies, but there's a person in my family who I, ne I never thought that I would be, we were such a solid family. Like, it's so sad to say we're. I, it's so sad to say that. And I believe that we can be again. I do. I do, I believe that because you know what? I know that in this book it tells me that God is a redeemer and God makes all things new and God t can take terrible messes and turn them into a message. He can take a test and he can turn it into a testimony and that's what I'm believing him for. But I got this letter, my husband is gone, my rock. He's leading a mission trip of 80 kids to a special needs camp in Missouri. I cannot like cry on his shoulder right now. I don't even wanna tell him about it because then that will burden him. So you know what? Thank the Lord for this book. There is an example in 2 Kings chapter 19 about a guy named Hezekiah who also received a really bad letter from King Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. I'm just going to give you a little bit of background here. So King Hezekiah was a king in Jerusalem. Sennacherib is a king of Assyria. He's taking out all the people all around him, and he's marching towards Jerusalem. And his army gets to be outside the walls of Jerusalem, and they are taunting God's people. In fact, I found this super interesting. It says that, that the commanders of the Assyrian army, though their language wasn't Hebrew, they were speaking taunts and threats to the people in Hebrew so they could understand it. So they were trying to spread fear to the people that were listening over the walls. And then one of, um, one of the commanders of of uh, Hezekiah, the Israelites, says to them, um, could you please speak to your servants in Aramaic since we understand it? Don't speak to us in Hebrew because the people on the wall will hear it. <laughs> like he's like, they're, they're spreading fear and they're saying terrible things about God. Okay, fast forward, end of chapter 18, they're saying all these threats. Chapter 19, Hezekiah received a letter from King um, this Sennacherib, I think I'm saying it right, I hope. And it's full of threats and basically saying, your God can't, your God can't do anything. You guys are, you're going to lose. We're going to run you over and we're going to take over. And so we get to that point and Hezekiah 19 verse 14 says this. Hezekiah, I'm sorry, did I say Hezekiah? Second Kings 19 chapter 14, uh, verse 14. Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. And I, I wonder how he felt when he read it. I actually, I know how I felt when I read this really sad letter uh, that wasn't true, but was kind of full of threats. Then it says, then he went up to the temple of the Lord and he spread it out before the Lord and he prayed. And so because I had read that story, not even recently, it was just somewhere in the back of my mind, but you know what God's word does? It comes back to you at just the right time. So when I received that letter, that really hurtful, hurtful letter, I, it was an email, I printed it out, and I literally took that letter, and I got down on my knees, and I spread it out, crying, and I said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should respond. I feel like I want to defend myself. But then you know what? Just like that, God took me to Exodus 14, 14. It's a song, Defender by Francesca Bettisilli. Oh, that's my rock right now. I, Alexa is sick of me asking her to play it, for real. Like, Alexa, play Defender. <laughs> the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Amen. A lot uh, easier said than done. Because when someone comes against you with things that are not true, you want to make it right. But God's word tells me that he knows. He knows the truth. And then just it keeps going on, ladies. The goodness of God, um, he keeps revealing truths to me through that. And I'll tell you more in our next point. So God's word guides us and God's word, his word guards us. It guards us from lies. In Ephesians chapter 6, it refers to uh, the armor of God, and it refers to the Bible as the sword of the Spirit. 
And you think about what a sword is used for. We don't use them anymore, but if we were living in the medieval times, we'd all have one. Maybe not the ladies, but the men, I mean, I'd be a lady that has one, believe me. <laughs> yeah, we would, wouldn't we? We'd be wielding that sword in offense and defense. When attacks come against us, we pull out our sword. So ladies, it's no different when attacks from the enemy come against us in the form of lies and things that are just not true. Lies about who you are, lies about whose you are, lies about who your God is. You pull out this book and it will guard your heart and your soul. Satan's most powerful weapon is lies. He's the father of lies. That song we sang, so beautiful. Oh, can we sing it every chapel? I love it. That was, we speak Jesus. Oh, I speak Jesus. I, I, I love it. I'm going to, next time I'm filling out like an online thing that says, what language do you speak? I'm going to add in just Jesus. Like, I speak Jesus. But you know what Satan speaks? His, his native tongue is lies. Satan is the opposite of everything that Jesus is, and he speaks lies. So our best weapon is the truth from God's word. So ladies, let me ask you this. I want you to think about this. What lies about God or yourself has Satan been trying to tell you? What lies about God or yourself or someone else has Satan been whispering to you? I'm praying right now in this moment, I'm just going to pray and ask the Lord, and you can just pray silently with me. Lord, please reveal to us any lies that we've been believing so that we can fight it with your truth, that you will guard our heart and our soul as we look to your word. So maybe here's a couple of them. Have you ever heard or felt you're a mistake? You're ugly, you're a failure, you're dumb. You know what this book says in Psalm 139? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that that even though God knows everything you're going to say and do before you do it, that verse 17 or 18 says his thoughts about you are precious. They outnumber the sands of the sea. Maybe you felt that you are beyond forgiveness. Nuh-uh. 1 John 1, 9 says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. There is not one thing represented here in this room, ladies, not one thing that is beyond forgiveness and restoration and healing. And I'm going to say that to myself in my situation. There is not one thing, not one thing. This word will guard your heart and your soul if you get to know it. You will never succeed might be a lie. You can't do that. Are you kidding me? Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'll tell you what, you know how you will fail? You'll fail if you try to do it in your own strength. You will, but if you do it in Christ's strength, if he's called you to it, you will succeed. How about the lie that you're all alone? Mm -mm. Hebrews 13.5 says he will never leave you or forsake you. That's right. How about this one? I hear this a lot from teenagers, but I think it's a lie that anyone at any age can believe. God doesn't understand what I'm going through, <laughs> right? God doesn't understand. I mean, when has he ever walked in my shoes? When has Jesus ever experienced what I've experienced? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Jesus has been betrayed by his best friends. Jesus has had no place to sleep. Jesus has had to do things that he didn't want to do, but he felt called to do. Like, um, how about in the garden, when he was going to die the next day for the sins of the world, for you and me, and he was so in such excruciating pain and agony that he was sweating drops of blood, and he said to God, I'm going to paraphrase, he said, if there's any other way that we could rescue the world, like really, Jesus said that to God, you guys check it out, he did. If there's any other way we can rescue the world, can we do it? But then what does he say? But not my will, your will be done. Jesus understands. I just got to read to you from Hebrews. It's two of my favorite verses. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 and 16 says this. For we do not have a high priest, that's Jesus, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way. Every way. Jesus has been tempted. He didn't follow through 
but he was tempted. He knows what that's like. Yet without sin, let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Jesus understands. He knows. So talk to him. Anyone ever been nervous, anxious, worried? Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then what? Then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your soul in Christ Jesus. So I got to be honest, even after I laid the letter out before the Lord, I still struggled with anxiety. I mean, even, even now, like, I'm like, you know, I, I slip into the, oh my gosh, I wish I could do something about it. I feel like I need to defend myself. And then, whew, God brings me back with the truth from his word. But he did something so sweet for me. So I remember I was praying about that letter. It was that night a friend was able to babysit my kids. So I hopped on my red scooter and I, I drove to Zupa's in Maple Grove and got my um, lobster bisque soup or something. Sounds really fancy. I'm not a fancy person, but it just tastes good. And I'm sitting there at my booth at Zupa's and I, I want to read the Bible because I just am craving truth from God right now. And I remember that when Jesus stood before Pilate and was accused of these things, what did he do? Do you remember? He said nothing. He said nothing. And so I remember that. So it's like, oh, I'm going to jump on my phone. I'm going to look up, read the part about how Jesus didn't try to defend himself. And because I feel like that's what God's telling me to do, but I need, I need Jesus' help and example here. And so I open my Bible app and I go to um, what I'm going to go try to go to the New Testament. But the first thing that comes up is Psalm 17. I'd been reading through the Psalms, but I hadn't been to Psalm 17 yet. And remember, I'm like struggling with the fact that like this person is saying these lies and they don't, they don't really know me. But like there's even things like, like that I'm wondering, like, like what does God think? And this is what Psalm 17 said. I wasn't planning to read it. David says, Hear, O Lord, my righteous plea. Listen to my cry. I was literally crying. <laughs> Give ear to my prayers. It does not rise from deceitful lips. And right there in Zupas, I'm like, Amen! <laughs> May my vindication come from you. May your eyes see what is right. And then I love this part. It's just so sweet. Just a gift from God. Though you probe my heart and examine me at night, though you test me, you will find nothing. I have resolved that my mouth will not sin. Now, ladies, that is not me saying I'm perfect, because believe me, I have to confess on a regular basis. But regarding the lies that this person said and what they were accusing me of and my character, it's like God was saying to me, Molly, I got you. I see your heart. You're all good. And then I flipped. I just was reading more and more, and I read in, verse, in chapter 18, he rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of disaster, but the Lord was my support. He rescued me. And then I go on and on, and I'm just like soaking it up, and it's guarding my heart and my soul, and it's guiding me to know what to do. That is what God's word will do for you. And finally, ladies, God word, God's word, it guides us, it guards us, and it grows us. It grows us. This is from the New Living Translation. This is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. If you are ever in Awana, I'm pretty sure this is one of the first verses you read or memorize. This is a slightly different version. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Yes, that's called conviction. Conviction doesn't always feel good, does it? No, I don't like it. It's not fun at all. It's like, it's kind of like that, on your heart, and you're kind of like, oh, and you have that moment right there when you decide if you're going to listen to the Lord or if you're going to stuff that voice. And here's the deal. The more we la, 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 the less we're going to hear it. And so when God's word convicts you, it's trying to grow you. It's trying to help you be a better woman, a better mom, a better wife, a better friend, a better teenager, 
Whatever stage you find yourself in, it's growing you to be a better version of yourself. Okay, so I want to tell a story to you guys that you're probably going to say, what on earth does it have to do with what we're talking about? Let me promise you, it's going to come back around, okay? But it's going to start with a cat, okay? <laughs> so, oh, and there's the rest of the verse. Okay, this is Hulky Bulky Sweetie Baby. Who has nicknames for their pets? Come on now, okay. So Hulky Bulky Sweetie Baby is like the best cat in the world. I wear him in a baby carrier. <laughs> and we dress him in footy pajamas. <laughs> and my kids carry him around, he puts up with them, and he does homeschool with them, actually. And here is the cat and my son last year on the love sack. Who knows what a love sack is? Anybody? Okay, a love sack is, it's like a deluxe bean bag. It's, it's filled with this like amazing stuffing that's like really, really great and it's really expensive because we, when we got married, we had extra money to spend from, from the people giving us money and we decided to buy a love sack. And so it was like close to $1,000, you guys. It was like a big one. It was crazy. I mean, you know, we don't usually buy those kind of things, but we had the money. And we spent so many, made so many memories watching shows and then wrestling with our kids and then doing homeschool and jumping and flipping. And so one day my son was jumping and flipping and he came to me and he said, Mom, my back is wet. And I said, honey, what is it? Did you spill water? And he says, no. And then I smell it. I'm like, Tal, did you pee in your pants? No, I didn't pee in my pants. And so I smell it, and I'm like, cat pee. It was cat pee. Well, I thought it was cat pee. I wasn't sure, so I got out the black light. Did you know that the black light, do you know, I'm not going to shine it on you, because if, if anybody, <laughs> I know we've been laughing a lot tonight, so. <laughs> I could come around right now, spread your legs, and I, I could figure out which one of you had some pretty difficult childbirths, okay? <laughs> so anyway, did you know though, I didn't know until I had to research, like black lights actually show you like, uh, you know, body fluids, gross, including a cat's. And so I went to the love sack and I'm praying, praying, Lord, please, no, please, no, please, no, please, no, please, no, please, no, yeah, no, it's pee. Okay, so I'm gonna make the point now, but I'm gonna tell the rest of the story, okay? The point is, and then I have to finish the story, please, okay? Um, that God's word is like a black light for the yuck in our life, okay? Um, you know, when you allow it into your life, it's gonna reveal to you parts that are a little bit yucky. But then the good news, it doesn't leave you hanging. This black light does nothing for cleaning up the pee. But this book not only shows you what to correct, but it helps guide you and then guard you as it grows you. And so, um, I called my husband. <laughs> And I said, oh my gosh, babe. He's at work, by the way. Like, um, Hulk, his name is Hulk, like the superhero. Hulk peed on the love sack and I don't want to do because it's so expensive and I don't want it to get into the stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I already, I like tied it up and like tried to pull the pee. I tried to like pull the pee away from the stuffing so that it wouldn't infiltrate the expensive filling. And he's listening to me. He's like, babe, 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 just don't do anything, okay? Don't, just, I'm like, but get, I'm like trying to like, get him to come home from work, that is ridiculous. It's like, I will be home later, we will deal with it, just don't do anything. Okay, I'm also pretty sure the Bible tells you to listen to your husband and respect them. <laughs> Whoops, I didn't do that, you know what I did? I said, I gotta see if the stuffing has been infiltrated with a pee, so what I need to do is I need to go get the kiddie pool, blow it up, no pun intended, blow up the kiddie pool in our downstairs guest room, and then I need to, with all my might, roll the love sack through the basement, through the doorway, while getting cat pee on myself, through the doorway, and I need to put it into the kiddie pool. Then I need to open it up, and I need to unstuff it. The, th there is no mistake where it says that you should respect your husband because he knew what he was talking about. Oh my goodness, I didn't. Okay, you're fired, Maggie. <laughs> you're fired. So you guys, I, 
I am now going, I'm wading through this stuffing and I am smelling it. My son is sitting on the guest bed saying, Mom, this is a really bad idea. I'm like, I know, buddy, but I'm in too deep, okay? So it had been infiltrated. So now my husband comes home to find this. Oh, wait, no, I got it. Wait, can we go back? We got to go back. We got to go back. He comes home, and, and he, said, he says, we have to get this all in garbage bags and get this out. I'm like, I know, but I have an idea, okay? Why don't we use a leaf blower to suck it into a bag? That'll be quicker. Okay, you want to see how that goes? I'm going to try to get back there. Okay, we're going to get back there. And one second. Here we go. All right. Okay. I am excited. I'm nervous. idea. <laughs> so there is still, this was a year ago, there is still flecks of love sack cat pee on the ceiling in that room. So then my, my dear sweet husband comes back and he wades through the cat pee infiltrated foam and we fill 19 garbage bags. <laughs> all of that then we have to like spread it out for our garbage pickup over the next five months <laughs> oh but ladies I do not I do not give up easy okay I I learned there was some enzyme that could take care of the cat pee and so I wasn't gonna do it with the foam but the co the cover is still expensive and so I like soaked it in this enzyme forever and ever and I thought I hopefully got rid of it right because again the cat will pee again if the, you don't get rid of its scent and so I'm pretty sure I got rid of it then I found this company who would sell me like enough foam for $75 I'm a thrifty woman so sign me up so the foam came like vacuum packed we opened it up it's everywhere again in our basement and we spend the entire evening restuffing the, the love sack guess what happens the next morning <laughs> I know that in this book it says a righteous man cares for the needs of his animals but that cat is out here <laughs> no uh, actually it was oh my goodness Oh my goodness. And then my, my daughter, we had to get rid of the love sack, the new love sack. So now the new foam. So now we have to do it again. <laughs> so my daughter wrote a letter to the love sack of, of the, her and her neighbors jumping on it. And then it says, rip, rest in peace, love sack. And then they signed their names. It was because even the neighbors were heartbroken that our love sack was gone. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> back to the point, right? But is it okay? I mean, we need to laugh. And, and then if any of you are wondering if that was pee, you can just come check the let. Okay. God's word is like a black light, but okay, here's, here's the thing too, that we're not going to know what's wrong in our lives and what needs to be righted if we never turn it on, right? Like a source of light. Like if you're walking in kind of, really, you're walking in darkness in your light, in your life, if you're not opening this up, because this is the source of light. And this is the, the source that will guide us, that will guard us, and that will grow us. You know, if, for example, say you're tempted to take revenge or retaliate. You're gonna remember Matthew 5.44 says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You're tempted to be bitter and not forgive. Ephesians 4, 22 and uh, 32 and 33 says, get rid of all bitterness and forgive as Christ forgave. You're tempted to lie. Psalm tells us, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. This book is going to make you a better woman if you read it. So I want to leave you briefly just running through kind of a what to do about this. Okay, so God's word guides, guards, and grows us. But how do we get God's word in us? How do you get it in you? Meditate, Joshua 1.8. Meditate on this book day and night. Get to know this book. Just one quick resource before going on to the next point. 
Has anyone ever heard of Psalm, uh, the 1718 series? I love it. This, I'm writing out the Psalms right now, Psalms 1, 1 through 72. The, is that the right side? <laughs> the right side gives you just enough space for every verse and you write it out. Because I kind of have a hard time focusing when just opening up the Bible. But if I write it down, I, I can meditate on it way better. And then the left side allows you to interact with it and just write whatever comes to your mind. And there's a couple questions. So my hope is that if I live long enough, I will write out the entire Bible little by little, verse by verse, and as I do, I meditate on it and let it become a part of my life. And then, ladies, oh, well, you know what? Can you skip to the next on my PowerPoint? Can you skip to, um, I'm going to share that story tomorrow, the next point. No, don't, like, let them see all the pictures. No, stop, 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 stop. Just, like, skip to it. Close your eyes, ladies. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Okay, meditate, great. And then memorize. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Memorize. Why do we need to memorize? I mean, we have it at our fingertips, right? Like literally every possible version of the Bible right here in your phone. Well, have there ever been a time where maybe you can't actually open your Bible or it's kind of illegal to be driving and looking at your phone? Maybe you're out for a jog or you're swimming and your phone won't really endure underwater. The pages would get ruined. Hide God's word in your heart through memorization. One quick little plug before moving on to the last is something called the Bible Memory App. Does anybody know that app? It is incredible. Can I get an amen? Isn't it? It's, hey, I've never played Candy Crush, but I'm sure it's more addicting than Candy Crush, okay? So it's called the Bible Memory App. You can get the free version or you can get the pro version. I don't think it's very expensive. I have the pro version. It just lets you do more things. And I'm going to play a short video that demonstrates it. It's going to be hard for some of you to see in the back, but I'm sure you'll be able to understand through the audio. So check out how you memorize scripture in this really cool, clever way. Let's memorize a new verse in three easy steps using the Bible Memory App. Select My Verses, the uncategorized collection, and select John 3.16, which we added in the previous video. For step one, we'll type the first letter of each word in the verse while looking. So we'll type the letter F, G, S, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16. Now we'll move on to step two. For step two, every other word will be hidden and we'll proceed by typing the first letter of each word in the verse again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16. Now, once you type, in, type the verse in step two with at least 90% accuracy, you can move on to step three. In step three, the entire verse will be hidden, so you will have to recall it all from memory. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 3:16. And there you have it. In just two or three minutes, you can memorize a new verse. And once you've memorized a verse, it'll be added to our smart review system so you can keep it memorized. We'll cover that in another video. It's such a cool system. And my kids, just this year for homeschooling, I felt like maybe they were ready. Also, they're totally deprived of media. <laughs> so not really. They, they get their showtime, um, but we don't let them use our phones. But I will let them use my phone for Bible Memory App. And so they each have an account that's connected to mine. And they're learning verses through texting and typing on the phone. You can also do it on your computer. And I just think it's an incredible system. You surely don't need it to memorize God's word. But I wanted to share that with you because it's been helpful for me. And then finally, after you meditate, memorize, mobilize, this is just getting God's word out to others. I had the opportunity to literally mobilize God's word when I was 19 years old. I went with a mission trip for um, YWAM, Youth with a Mission, and I smuggled Bibles into China when I was 19 years old. It was life-changing because I got to 
see firsthand people who are literally risking their lives in other countries, risking persecution, risking jail time, risking separation from their loved ones, risking death to get God's word into their hands. That's how precious it is to them. I'll never forget meeting this couple. Oh, well, hold on. We'll go there in a second. Meeting this couple. I had to blur their faces for safety just to be sure. I met them in a hotel room in a city deep in China after we had brought hundreds of pounds of books and Bibles. And what they said to us is, please go back to America and tell people to pray for us and send missionaries and send Bibles. They're risking their lives to get this. My friend and I did what we called body ministry, where we actually put books under our like sweatshirts, and so we looked a little bit larger. <laughs> it looked ridiculous. God literally blinded the eyes of the guards at the border, for real. But when I was 19 years old, I got to bring hundreds of books and Bibles across the border into hungry hearts and hands who realize that God's word is a light for our life that will guide us and guard us and grow us. And so ladies, we're gonna end with some more worship, but during worship, you guys can come feel free to get set up. During worship, we're gonna have um, the opportunity to mobilize God's word in a creative way. If you were here with me last year, we, t uh, we posted praises all around chapel. You remember that? That was fun and super encouraging. This year, I'm gonna invite each one of you to um, come get a sharpie from on stage. Am I moving from my section, I think? Okay, I'll be right here. So there's, there's sharpies and there's post-it notes on the window ledges and up here so you can spread out. What I would love is for us to mobilize the Word of God from your seat, from your Bible, from your memory, whatever you feel led to write down, write as many as you want and post it around this chapel all weekend long. I would love to see these verses and these scriptures. So as you worship, feel free to get up and to come and get post-it notes and to write God's word and stick it around because then my hope is that the rest of us can walk around and be encouraged by the words that we see. <laughs>